welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, aka Red Sox Dugout, alongside Joey Nagel here for this trade deadline reaction. How you doing, Joey? Um, confused and yeah. upset, yeah. disappointed. So uh, there's what nine minutes to go, and I don't think the Red Sox are going to do anything because. That would just make too much sense, to be quite honest. Yeah, we're sitting here nine minutes before the trade deadline. Um, and like every Red Sox fan right now, we are just confused at what the Red Sox are trying to do, what their direction is supposed to be, and what the hell this deadline even was. It, it starts out yesterday, we trade our starting catcher, all-star worthy catcher, Christian Vasquez, for some prospects to the, to the uh, Astros. And then we go and get Tommy Pham like three minutes later. So then you're sitting there like, what? What What was that? And then you trade for Reese McGuire, backup catcher. He's not really anything special, but you get rid of Jake Diekman. Um, and then today, the Sox traded for gold glove first baseman Eric Hosmer from the Padres. But he's, again, nothing crazy. Like he's towards the back end of his career. Um He's a good glove at first base. His bat's average. He's he's not going to push you over the edge at all by any means. Um, but so those are the four trades that we're, we're here looking at right now. JD is still on this team. Nate Evaldi's still on this team. We still have gaps on this team. It, it feels like we really did nothing productive. Like, yeah, you fix the first base gap, um, but then you create a gap at catcher. Like, you lose one of the best players on your team this year so far, right? I just don't know what they're trying to do. Yeah, well, I mean, the team is even they won last night. They beat the Astros last night and they were totally dejected after the game. Oh yeah, it didn't feel like we won anything. Yeah. And then earlier today Bogarts goes out there and says the team is trending is asked like whether they were waving the white flag or not by trading Vasquez and he says it's trending towards that. I mean, are you kidding me? You just lost your captain. You you traded one of the biggest clubhouse presences the longest tenured red uh, player in the Red Sox organization, you trade him to the team you're playing, and then you bring in other pieces to try say like, oh, we we got better out of this. No, you didn't. You stayed exactly the same. To be honest, you just moved the problem from first base to catcher. Because now, who are we stuck with that catcher? We're stuck with Kevin Plawecki who's having a, a pretty bad year, and then Reese McGuire, who, you know, he doesn't deserve to even be talked about right now because He's he nothing. stinks. Yeah. And, um, you know, Google him. You'll see why. <laughs> and then, like, you can't tell me that this trade was made with the purpose of making the team better or worse at that. You know, you're in last place at the trade deadline. Yeah. And you have pending free agents that we know you're not going to bring back. We already know that because you've, you've spat in their face. And you know that you're not going to make an offer. They're gone. JD's gone. Evaldi's gone. You could keep them. They want to be here. But we know you as an organization, you, Heim Bloom, you're not going to keep them. So what are you doing? Why don't you try get something out of them to try help the team down the road? And, you know, th there's just no direction here. It really looks like a lack of effort. They brought in a couple guys to just, you know, yeah, a couple new faces to maybe create interest with fans, but that's definitely not going to happen. I'm just, I'm really upset after this. There's five minutes left. I know they're done. I've known this for the past hour, really, that they're done because... I almost knew going into this day that they weren't going to do anything significant. 
I had my hopes up. I, I wanted the, as much as it sucks, I wanted them to trade Evaldi and JD because at least it gives get, you a direction. It gives you a direction, and you can get a good return out of them. And what are you doing by trading Christian Vasquez? Like, he's someone who wants to be here. He only knows here. The dude was heartbroken to find out he got traded. Yeah, he was holding back tears on the field. And even today, after Astros batting practice, he went out to the outfield and talked to his former Red Sox teammates. And why are you trading him if you're not going to trade JD and Nate? Like, what is the purpose? What is the goal of trading Christian Vasquez alone? If you're going to trade Vasquez, keep going with it. Trade JD. Like, finish the picture. Finish what you're doing. Instead of this half-assed job where, I, oh, let's send our catcher out and then, oh, let's get Eric Hosmer and Tommy Pham. Like, what are you doing? Pick a direction. Because right now, you didn't get worse and you didn't get better. You're basically sitting at the same spot you were before. Maybe you got a few more prospects. That's cool. But this team really is looking no different than it was before these trades. Because, like I said before, you just replaced the, the gap at first base with a gap at catcher now and you aren't in a position that really does anything useful because you still have guys who are going to leave the end of the year like JD and Nivaldi or whoever and you didn't get anything back for them and you also didn't buy enough to go for a playoff spot this year so what are you doing what's the goal also in the process you pissed off Xander Bogarts you may have just lost the team here because they're going to go out tonight they're going to go get shelled I know that because like, what do they have to play for? They're buddies on the other team. Yeah, they fixed, they half-patched a hole, like a Band-Aid over a crack in the Titanic's hole yeah. with Tommy Pham in the outfield. And Eric Hosmer in, uh, at first base, That's that was a great trade. We'll get into that later. That was a really nice trade. But then you trade, you're basically all-star catcher. Like, if you held on to Vasquez and you got Pham and Hosmer, you know, at least we know they're pushing for the playoffs. And they're, you know, with that team, I think they could get a wild card spot. I think they could compete, like, with the best of them. But, like, I, you know, we're at a loss for words right now. There's just no direction. They damage team chemistry. They damage the morale in the clubhouse and amongst the team. Like you said, they pissed off Xander Bogarts. They traded one of the, the core parts of our team, a clubhouse present, presence in Christian Vasquez. And... The biggest thing that I saw the past few days was Christian Vasquez, um, before getting traded, he was asked if he thought Heim Bloom had faith in the players this year to compete, and his answer was, I don't know. He said, I don't know if our GM has faith in us players to be able to compete and win and get a playoff spot. He doesn't know what the front office thinks of their team, how they evaluate themselves, Xander Bogarts doesn't seem to like the direction they're going or know the direction they're going. JD really seemed like he had no clue what was going on. Alex Cora had to hold back. He had no clue what was going on. He said that they're just going out there trying to win. They think they still have a shot at a playoff spot. It feels like the players think they're competing for a playoff spot, and the front office thinks they're retooling for the years to come. It seems like there's a major disconnect between those two sides of the team, and that is really bad for a, a team dynamic. And especially when you're sitting right now where they didn't really make trades in either direction. They bought a little bit, they sold a little bit, but they're not clearly sellers or clearly buyers. Or You don't know where you're going. And it's really hard to play for a team when you don't know what your front office, what your ownership evaluates you to be. You are starting to think that, oh, maybe they don't think we have it. Maybe they don't think that we can do it and make it to the playoffs and win anything. So that's going to make you feel a lot worse about what you're doing out there on the field. 
And why are you going to want to come back next year when your team both doesn't think you guys are good enough to go out and get players to help you, but also doesn't really pick a direction for you to tell you this is where we're going? It makes players like Xander Bogarts and J.D. Martinez want to be like, hey, I might go somewhere else. I might go to a team where they're going to be open with me and tell me what they're doing and why they're doing it and where we're going because that's not the Boston Red Sox right now. There is just a clear disconnect between Heim Bloom and the players. I, you know, it does not seem like the players enjoy playing for him right now. Um, you know, they all, like JD said it the other day, you know, we have to trust Heim. He's the one who makes the moves. And then you have Duran saying that last night. What, take that for what it is. But, you know, those aren't honest answers. And you know that because if Heim believed in the team, you know, they would have had Eric Hosmer or a solution at first base. They would have had that solution in May. That's the thing. These holes should have been filled already. Like these shouldn't have these should not be issues that we're having to fill now. These should be issues that were filled and then now we're going out to either build on that or be like, okay, that didn't work. Let's let's reevaluate here. But we shouldn't even be coming into this season with the gaps that we had in, I don't know, the bullpen, starting rotation, first base outfield whatever like they kind of failed this offseason and set themselves up to like this offseason didn't even make sense they went out and got trevor story and they did nothing else what was the point of that it's, it was to save face it really was and i like i said before i still think that the whole trevor story thing is just for when xander bogarts leaves they can still have a guy there they can be like oh look we still have trevor story and they can justify letting xander bogarts go which they shouldn't, which is ridiculous. The fact that we even are talking about stars like Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers not being signed to contracts is absurd. I watch MLB Network. I see any baseball fan talking about the Red Sox, and all of them say the same thing. You got to lock up Rafael Devers. You got to lock up Xander Bogarts. Those guys got to stay. They're the face of your team. What are we doing at the trade deadline? What are the Red Sox doing? That's what everyone is on the outside looking at the Red Sox saying. No one understands it. We don't understand it. I don't think the players on the team understand it. I it is so frustrating. It's because it's like this. It's been like this all the time with Heim Bloom. I felt like this last trade deadline. Uh, he just does these these random trades that don't really make sense. He never buys or sells. He does something weird in the middle that doesn't really get you anywhere. I'm sick of Heim Bloom personally. I was big on him to start. I've been on, big on him for a while. He's made some good trades, yeah, but I don't think that he's best for the this organization anymore because like we said there's a disconnect between him and the players there doesn't seem to be a clear direction it's it's awful and it is 602 right now um harrison bader got traded to the yankees yep for jordan montgomery which is interesting that's funky and then whit merrifield has been traded don't know where i mean but he's not he's not good anymore i like if the Sox got him i'd be like whatever um, when we're sitting in last place, it doesn't really make sense to compare yourself to some of what to what the some of the best teams did. No, but when you do look at like the Yankees, they acquired Ben Attendi and Bader and Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino. Like they filled their gaps really well. The Blue Jays got some really good relievers. The Twins got really really good. Yeah. The Astros got Mancini and Vasquez, and they got better. And we. Again, just made some trades that don't really make sense. Oh, Whit Merrifield to the Blue Jays. There you go. Blue Jays got another guy. Yeah, so... And these trades that the Sox made today, they were such low-level, unimportant trades. 
that they would have been done in in May or June and no one would have batted an eye because it's just like Tommy Pham for a player to be named later. It's like, oh, so a player got traded. It doesn't matter. It doesn't shake up the league. It's not a trade worthy of like the trade deadline where yeah. you're expecting all these crazy things to happen like Juan Soto earlier. This is the exact same as the 2019 trade deadline when the Sox were really drowning and Dave Dombrowski says, hey, here's Andrew Kashner. Have at it, boys. And and this is even worse. Like, yeah, we get Tommy Pham, who's whatever. He's 34 years old. He's not going to do anything for you. And Eric Hosmer, who finally fixes one of the most embarrassing problems a baseball team can have, a first baseman that can't catch the ball. You offload Christian Vasquez, and as much as I have hated on him personally, I just held him to a high standard. I will say that. Um, we're going to miss him. Yeah, we're going to miss Big him time. a lot. And I realized this over the past week when it, you know, he emerged as a trade candidate. He meant so much to this organization. All the pitchers loved him, and he was just a solid player year in and year out. He was never, he was never a problem. Like, we were criticizing his body language. That's, you know, when we, yeah. we were grasping at straws. Like, that's how solid and how much of a mainstay Christian Vasquez has been. It's just so disappointing. to, And, you know, we found out today how much he meant to the team, how much he meant to Alex Cora. Like, he, it's a family. Yeah, it was a family. And, again... You tore that family apart for no useful reason. This trade deadline was useless. I really think you did nothing productive here. We're kind of at the point now where it seems pretty set in stone what happened. There could be some trades that squeak out, but it, there's no rumors. It seems like the Red Sox are done. This is what they did. And Oh, here it is. Alex Spirit. No other buzzer beaters for the Red Sox aside from Hosmer. It's absurd. Like, what are you doing? Why? Why? Like, you talk about J.D. Martinez being in rumors to be traded like, oh, he's definitely going to go. Uh, Nathan Nivaldi's most likely going to go. Christian Vasquez probably going to go. You trade Vasquez and you stop there? Either there were only two ways that you could really treat this t trade deadline. You could go one way. All right, I don't think we have it. We're going to trade some of our uh, pending free agents like J.D. Martinez. See you later. Christian Vasquez, bye. Nathan Nivaldi, bye. Or... Okay, we're three games back from a wild card spot. Let's go for it. We still have some good guys. Let's give it one last run before a bunch of them are free agents. And let's go out there and buy some guys to fill some gaps and make this team better. And they chose to do neither of those. So they really, again, are nowhere different than they were two days ago before this trade deadline. It is ridiculous. I, what could even be going through their brains? Like, how in any scenario was this trade deadline logical for you? Tell me who's going to catch for you and tell me what you expect them to produce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's, what's his name? Reese McGuire? What do you think he's going to do? Please, tell me. I want to know. Because Kevin Ploiecki's hitting 150. Ronaldo Hernandez isn't ready. Connor Wong is going to be a backup catcher for the rest of his career. He's a solid player. I'll give him that. Was he worth Mookie Betts? No. That's a different conversation, but it ties into this too. We don't have anyone. So why did you trade Christian Vasquez? It's literally the position we have like the least like major league depth at. You trade that guy away, and then you fill your other gaps because like that makes sense. Well, I, yeah, you got a defensive first baseman, but... 
His bat's not anything special. Tommy Pham's old. Like, it. It's just. And then you still like you still ha- you've created more log jams at first and third. Like, by keeping Dahlbeck, keeping, keeping Franchi. I mean. There are so many things you could have taken advantage of at this deadline. You could have traded Bobby Dahlbeck for someone. You could have traded Jaron Duran, sold high on him. You could have traded J.D. Martinez before he was a free agent and got a ton back for him. Nathan Avaldi could push a team to a playoff race, in like in a playoff race, as like the main guy in their rotation. And you choose to just keep all these guys when you are a last place team that has played absolutely horrendous lately let alone like a playoff spot you haven't even played like a a MLB team some of the mistakes and errors and at bats and base running that I've seen from the Red Sox lately is embarrassing and nothing close to a playoff team and right now you think that you are a playoff team after trading your starting catcher it makes no sense no and it's one thing if you keep Vasquez and you buy into this team. Like you, you actually, this team is dead. They're dead. They're they're treading water and they're drowning. They needed a spark at the deadline. They, if you wanted to go for the playoffs, you needed to give them a spark, like you did last year with Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, you you went and you got a professional hitter who's gonna really boost your lineup. What did you do this year? What spark did you bring to them this year? Because like tensions were high before the deadline. People, were, the players, you could see were mad at Heim Bloom. So what Heim needs to do, really, go motivate your guys or just show them the direction you're going to take this team. And if you keep Christian Vasquez and get Eric Cosmer and Tommy Pham, I guess it brings a spark, albeit a slight one. But you still give them the direction where you're going to go. And now, you know, this team, my gut reaction. My impulse reaction is we are going to finish in fourth place, but not by much, but we are going to be probably seven or eight games out of that last wild card spot because we didn't do anything. Look, we're going to be under 500 at the end of the year. That's my guess. And it's just going to be a mess. This offseason could actually devastate this franchise for the next five years because Xander Bogarts will say, you guys suck. You spat in my face. You didn't help me at all during the season. Why should I come and play for you guys? I'm out. Bye. He's gone. JD, you lose him. You don't get anything in return. Same with Nate. Even though they said they wanted to be here, this is enough to to push them away because you didn't do anything. It's insulting. Training Vasquez just made it worse, too. You traded like it's worse friend. than doing nothing. You traded Sander Bogars's friend, someone who means a lot to him, Let's let's think about the whole kind of the the what's happened with Xander Bogart so far with the Red Sox. You don't really give him any good contract extension offers. You offer him whatever it was, like four years, ninety-two million. It was a slap in the face. You go out and you sign another shortstop. Yeah, you put him at second base, but Trevor Story it, again. It seems like he's supposed to be Xander Bogart's replacement. You draft a ton of shortstops in the past two drafts, and. Then you trade Xander Bogarts as one of his best friends. You might as well trade Rafi too. Like, you basically have done everything to insult Xander Bogarts and give him no reason to want to stay. Trading Vasquez did nothing but hurt your team because you're probably going to lose Xander Bogarts as well because of it. And it's crazy how much this flip flops because a week ago, 
when Bogarts told the media that the Red Sox came to him personally and told him that he wasn't going to be traded, he was happy. He His morale was boosted. He was excited. He hit a game-winning home run. He started to play better. And now you trade his friend, and he's basically said the team that waved the white flag today. He said he basically said that today. So you're going to go. You're going to lose this series to Houston. You're probably going to be disappointing against the Royals. That's just looking in the short-term future because this team is going to come out and play without a pulse because they don't have one. They're going to have guys that shouldn't be in the major leagues still on this team, like Franchi Cordero and I, I know Bob's look better, but, like, come on. This is just a mediocre team at best. I mean, yeah, and you still – whatever. What, but when you talk about the trade deadline, the whole kind of point of acquiring a big-name player at the deadline, obviously you get his baseball talent, but they talk about it all the time. When that player walks through the door, when Juan Soto walks through the door in San Diego, all the players are like, oh, my God, we got Juan Soto. Let's go. Let's win something. I don't think Eric Hosmer is bringing that energy to Boston. You don't see Eric Hosmer walking through the door and you're like, let's go. We got our guy. Let's go win it all. No. None of the guys we got are like that. And you know what you lost? You lost Christian Vasquez out the door. So it's a, it's a net negative here. You're not getting anything positive in terms of team chemistry. You're only losing one of the most charismatic guys on the team who was a leader. He's been here since 2008 in the organization. It's a net negative, and it, it's going to hurt the team more than it's going to help it. I, I don't think people kind of realize the, the deeper impact of that Christian Vasquez trade in addition to not acquiring or not trading anyone else or acquiring anyone else significant on top of that. It just it's a mess. And Well, here's an update. This, uh, the, the Padres are paying basically the entirety of the Hosmer contract, so you're getting them for free. That's cool. But here's an update from Red Sox payroll on Twitter. This is a lot of money and gives them a ton of flexibility on Hosmer. However, it does not bring them anywhere close to going under the CBT for this year. So we didn't even get under the luxury tax. We accomplished nothing. You nothing. This team, you 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 have a 500 team right now, and your goal was to get under the luxury tax and reset for next year. Th that's the definition of retooling. Get under the luxury tax so that you can spend money next year and go over and build a good team. You didn't do it this year. It's like you came to an intersection where you could have gone forward, right, or left, and you just stopped in the middle of the intersection. And got hit by a car. You're about to get hit by an 18-wheeler now this offseason is what's going to happen. You were talking, Joey, about how you think they're going to fall under 500 at the end of the season. Hypothetically, if they go on some kind of run and let's say they get a playoff spot, they squeak in as the third wildcard team, even the second team, they're going to be the, the away team. Do you really think they're going to win that wildcard series against whoever they're playing? Sweep. Yeah. We play the Blue Jays, done. See you later. We play the Rays, lose. Twins, maybe? No. No, the, the Twins. <laughs> we are not built to win any kind of playoff series. Listen. That's the thing. Even if we do end up magically getting a playoff spot, look at this team up and down. Look at how they've played this past month. Take out June and look at how they've played. They're one of the worst teams in the league if you take out the month of June. You really think that this team can compete in a playoff atmosphere and a playoff series and win it? Absolutely not. Not with how this team is built. These acquisitions do nothing to help that. Also, here's a big one. Rysel Iglesias to the Braves. The reigning champs putting their balls to the wall. That's what a good team should do. 
They had a hole and they fixed it without trading Acuna or something stupid. That's like what we did. We had <coughs> a mainstay at catcher in Christian Vasquez. We really did. And whether he comes back in in left field or left field <laughs> in the off season, whatever. If he comes back in the off season, yeah, that that'd be cool. You know that that could be a saving. That could be like a last ditch effort to get Bogarts to stay here. But like, I love the Braves. You know why I love the Braves is because they keep their star players. They're basically exactly what we don't do. They have Ronald Acuna, a generational outfield talent, one of the best players in the game with potential to get even better. And you know what they do? They don't trade him to the Dodgers. They sign him to a very long extension. Then they have this third baseman who comes up. He was a prospect, and now he's really hitting. He becomes one of the best hitters in the league. They sign him to a 10-year contract extension. Right Ronald away. Acuna and Austin Riley. It's basically Mookie Betts and Rafael Devers. And <laughs> so far, we traded away Mookie, and Devers is sitting here with no extension. It, it's so comparable and the Braves are doing it exactly right. Yeah. And, you know, Heim comes in here. He's talking about sustained success like the Dodgers or, you know, like the Braves. Think of what the Braves are. They Their entire core is locked up for the next 10 years. Meanwhile, we, we are closer to what the Nationals were with Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, and losing yeah. them all. We are closer to that than we are to the Braves with our core locked up for 10 years. Because if we were the Braves, Mookie would be here. Benintendi would be here. Devers and Bogarts, they'd be locked up. And, you know, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. And, we're like, I'm going all over the place right now, but, it, but it's because I'm mad. I'm flustered. I don't know what to do. This team... It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Look at the roster of this team, and then look at a good team. Look at the Dodgers roster. Obviously, that's hard to compare it to. Look at the Yankees. Look at the Blue Jays. Look at the Twins, even. Look at the, the Astros, the Braves, the Mets. Even, like, the, the Padres. The Brewers are better than us. Like, so many teams in the league are so much better than us. It is laughable to think that we'd have a shot in the playoffs yeah well we're putting all our eggs in the basket of james paxton and chris sale coming back i swear to god if Heimblut well. comes out and says that ridiculous crap that he says all the time or that gm say all the time that oh our deadline acquisition is chris sale and i don't think anyone's better than that or our deadline acquisition is james paxton he used to be one of the best pitchers in the game our deadline was matt barnes if they say anything about matt barnes to make you try to think that that's a benefit beneficial thing for the team i'm gonna lose my mind because that's what they're gonna do they're gonna be like look at all the players we have on the injured list i don't know another team in the league that gets james paxton kike hernandez rafael devers back you get all these guys back it doesn't matter because we had all those guys and we still were bad like like i said before this says so much right here when you take out the month of june i believe we're the third worst team in the league yep we were the second worst team this month, July, right we were, behind the Nationals we who just were traded Juan Soto. The worst this past month, we were the worst Red Sox team ever in a single month. It was embarrassing. I went to a Red Sox game a few days ago, and I sat there in my overpriced seat, 
and I watched Franchi Cordero make three errors at first base. Should have been on five. Routine plays. Literally should have been five. He had a ball go under his glove, and he was bailed out by Yolmer on another play. Yeah. By the way, I hate this guy. He's way too optimistic. Why is he saying this stuff? Who paid him? You know. Don't <laughs> yeah, I don't understand the people who are in Heim. Like, we trust. That's why. That, first of that's, all. That's no, no. I please let's fire Heim Bloom and make Alex Cora our GM and Jason Veritek our manager. Saying it right now, and I'll stick to that until it happens or until this team gets sold. How can you look at this deadline and be like? Yeah, they still, they're not waving the white flag. They have faith in us. In Heim, we trust. We still have JD. We still have Nate. Yeah, that's great. I'm happy they're still here. You had both of those guys and Christian Vasquez a few days ago, and you were still losing awfully. Now you lose Christian Vasquez. And, like, people are treating it like we're still in June. June was one month. We have not played good baseball outside of that at all. You need a spark. You need something. By far. I, I mean, yeah, guys are hurt, but you look at what our lineup is right now, and it's disgusting. Like, last night, Alex Verdugo's great, but he was batting third. He's not having that great of a season. Christian Arroyo, again, love the dude. He was batting fifth. You had Franchi sixth. The bottom of your lineup was Dahlbeck, Yolmer, Sanchez, and Plawecki. What'd you do to address any of those gaps? Like, You're just hoping Story comes back. Sto- Let's not forget, Trevor Story is a below-average hitter this year. So when he comes back, it's not like he's your saving grace either. You know, it just it doesn't make much sense. Jose Iglesias, who you let go, is having a better year statistically than Trevor Story is. And he costed significantly less. One year, $5 million. Meanwhile, you're shelling out 200 to Story. It goes back to that, too. Like, this team, if you want to turn the season around, the way the vibes have been with this team, you needed a spark. You didn't do it. And there's not one waiting for you down the road with, like, Chris Sale or Trevor Story. they already been with this team. It's, I just can't get in Heim Bloom's mind here. If you think that this team is capable of competing at a high level, so you're going to keep JD and you're going to keep Nate, then why don't you fill more gaps like yeah you filled the first base gap that's great but there's still a giant gap in the bullpen like do you really see Tanner Houck as your everyday closer okay even if you do there's still gaps in the bullpen there's gaps in the rotation right now I don't I don't know what's going on with Rich Hill but I don't think he's coming back Chris Sale broke his finger you're probably not going to get him back and even if you do it's going to be very 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 late part of the season you have no idea what James Paxton is Kike is probably not coming back either yeah and so so, okay, if you do look at this team as capable as competing and you don't get those guys, then what are you doing? But if you don't see this team as capable of competing at a high level, then why do you just sell Christian Vasquez? Like, it just doesn't seem like he really knew where he wanted to go, so he just kind of sat still. And I mean, I don't know. It's, it's crazy that we're in last place and we did this. Did this. Like, I it leaves me speechless, but in, like, an angry way. <laughs> yep. I. It's just so frustrating because you're almost there, but you're not at the same time. It's frustrating, especially because of how this season has gone. Like, the product that they've been putting out on the field lately is just purely unwatchable. It's not fun to watch. 
you talk to casual fans like, oh yeah, I haven't watched a Red Sox game in a long time because they're not fun to watch. It's it's painful. You, and then you talk to the diehard fans and you're like, please, can we stop putting Franchi there at first base? Please, can we get someone to pitch in the in the seventh inning to get between good pitchers? Can we please get someone to start who's not 20 years old? It's unbelievable how just painful Red Sox games are these days. This is also annoying. Uh, Cora just said that Jaron Duran is going to stay in center field. Th- that's going to get ugly, too. I mean, I wouldn't put you, fam there. You, like, fixed a hole in the outfield, but you also didn't. Like, honestly, the way this team has looked Why this year. Why is JBJ still here? Like, if you got What Verdugo? happened to Ref Snyder? Did he, he hasn't played in, like, a week. <laughs> happening like ref snyder's good and he can play center field and play good defense out there where is he <coughs> i don't know this is just the definition of a mid team as the kids I, would say this team yeah, is mid as the kids would say i i mean like i was saying though like people just don't want to watch the red Sox right now and no reason to them. i i don't blame them at all and this trade deadline did nothing to change that um, arguably, Christian Vasquez was probably the most exciting player so far this season. Like probably other than Rafael Devers. Oh yeah. Um, but he was the the most clutch player on the team. We've said it all the time. He's such a good situational hitter. Like the numbers. Yeah, he's so clutch. The numbers don't do him justice ever. And the numbers are there this year. He's statistically having a really good year. But also, dude never strikes out. He's always good to move a runner over. And. I feel like he's won us so many games this year with go-ahead hits. If it wasn't for him driving in game-winning runs or go-ahead runs, we we would be even suckier than we are now, and that says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I, what are we going to do? Are we going to continue to play, like, Christian Arroyo in the outfield sometimes? Like, the also, the thing is, you had – your log jams at infield and you didn't move any of them. Like I think Christian Arroyo, when story gets back, you have to find a way to put him in the lineup because he's playing really well right now. And he's a really good player when he's healthy. So why don't you try move Bobby or try move Franchi just to open up a spot for a guy like Arroyo. Or if you think Arroyo has value as much as it would suck to trade him, why don't you try move him? See what you can get for him. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. And then, if you had traded JD, you have that DH spot open. You can hold on to these guys. You can, you know, you can, not saying Arroyo is even close to JD, but you keep him in the lineup every day while keeping your infield the way it is. You're opening up spots, and now you're just congesting this team even more. You're congesting it with terrible players, to be honest. Like, players that really, you know, are they going to be here next year? Probably not. And the good players that you lose, what do you get for them? You get nothing for them. You're really banking on those those Astros prospects who look pretty good from the Vasquez trade. Like, yeah, if they come up and they play well, you know, that that's nice and all, but was it worth potentially being the last straw to Xander Bogarts? Was it worth losing Xander Bogarts over that? No. It'll be really interesting to see what happens this offseason. Um, interesting in, like, a scary way. Because, like, is J.D. Martinez going to come back? Because if he doesn't, then that makes this deadline look ridiculous. Like yep. you had a, a clear opportunity to trade him and you just didn't, and then he leaves. Um, I can understand not trading Xander Bogarts because he is a, a cornerstone piece of your team, and you can't really do that to him. You want to, you want to keep him, and yeah, you want to keep him. But 
if you trade Vasquez, there's no reason not to trade JD. Like I get it if you kept Vasquez, but I, I don't know. Like the, you had all the opportunity in the world to trade JD and get some kind of value back for him. And if this team really makes it nowhere, if they keep being a last place team, that's just wasted value. Yep, we could be really, really, really bad next year. Like that's a possibility that our team next year is basically the Nationals, where it's Rafael Devers and a bunch of bums. I or I guess Rafael Devers, Trevor Story, and a bunch of bums. That like that's definitely a possibility because Xander could leave because you pissed him off once again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like for the millionth time, JD could leave. You know, you might you're, you're probably you know, are you gonna get Vasquez back in free agency? That seems like a stretch. Evaldi could leave. You have other free agents like Waka who's been important to you. Like like barely Mike, any of your team is locked up. Just keep Vasquez because if you keep Vasquez, at least you can kind of convince the fans this year that you're gonna go for it because Waka's gonna come back. Rich Hill, Christian or Chris Sale, maybe James Paxton, like at least you're getting stronger, you know? Like, that that was my yeah. only way yeah. of remaining optimistic these past few weeks was thinking about when we're healthy, you know, we are a pretty good team. We're not a World Series team, but, you know, we could win some playoff games. And you just take away your field general. I'd rather keep Christian Vasquez and then just miss the playoffs than trade Christian Vasquez and lose in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Because at least then you're like, all right, we kept our guys and and we we tried it out and we saw what they could do. We had and faith that's in what them. the players want. We gave them a shot. Yeah, that's what that is what they want. Versus, uh, I don't really know what we did. We traded Vasquez. We made it to the playoffs. Oh no, we we lost. Maybe we could have won if we had Vasquez. Then you get the what ifs. You're like, what if we kept Vasquez? What if we bought a little bit more at the deadline? It's it's. I'm just running out of words to describe what Heim Bloom is doing and just where this I can't is I can't right wait now. for his press conference to where he gives the same BS wishy-washy answer of you know we see our guys competing for the future and the present no you're that not That doesn't work. You say this every <laughs> time and he said last week Boston fans don't take any BS. Yeah, we don't and we so can tell stop that it. You, so stop BSing us cuz <laughs> we know you're doing it. Yeah, uh, he comes out like you said Every single press conference after trades like these, and he's like, the same line. It's always, uh, we believe that we can be competitive this year and for years to come, and that's what our goal is. That's my job here is to make sure that we can win now and win in the future. But that's not really totally how it works. Like you kind of have to pick one direction, or at least, at least be open with the fan base and the players, and be like. I think that we need to trade some guys that we have right now to get some guys that we need for later on or something like that that makes some kind of sense out of what he's doing instead of just taking shots in the dark and not really explaining anything. This is from Alex Cora just now. He said, we're good, we're good, and we have a good baseball team. Obviously, we have work to do, but I think... What? But I think where we're at as a team, it's not perfect. There's some pieces that we got here. Obviously, we traded Christian. That wasn't great on a personal <laughs> note. It's a business. That's what everyone said. That's what Vasquez said when he got traded. It's a business. Cora, it's a business. So why didn't you continue being a business and making business-like moves? You didn't. I just, you know, I would, I was happy. Like, we made some good trades. Like, we, tra like, on its own, that Christian Vasquez trade ultimately 
it was a pretty good trade in a vacuum. And the Eric Hosmer trade, great trade. Really yeah. good acquisition there. But you combine them together, given the state of the team, it makes no sense because... They almost you, cancel each other out. They they absolutely cancel each other out. This, I would even say that, you know, getting Tommy Pham and Eric Hosmer together cancels out trading away Christian Vasquez by himself. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just... You're still stuck in this middle ground, in this void... To where if you keep Christian Vasquez, you know, like, you do have a shot. I think you do. And obviously, if you keep, if you get these guys while keeping Vasquez, the team believes again. It just... You punted on the season while also trying to scramble and maybe save your job if you're Heim Bloom. I don't know if ownership is invested enough in the team to hold Heim accountable at this point. So, I don't know. But... Thinking about it, this deadline reminds me a lot of this offseason where they kind of sold, they kind of bought, nothing that did really make sense. If you think about this offseason, like, the the whole Hunter Renfro trade still makes no sense to we me. We tried to convince <laughs> us that it was a good deal, but, like... We tried to convince ourselves, but, I mean, we saw Hunter Renfro in Boston absolutely mashing this past series, and you see JBJ out there just being a liability. Um, yeah, the prospects are kind of cool, but Hunter Renfro really could have helped this team. In many ways. and He was also a huge clubhouse guy, too. Of course. They loved him. Yeah, of course he was. And so you see that trade, and it's a lot like trades we just made today where you are, you're trading a, a guy like Christian Vasquez, like Hunter Renfro, for prospects. Um, you do that, and then you go out and sign Trevor Story. And it's like, wait, what are we doing here? Are we buying or selling? And that's exactly what happened this deadline where you trade Vasquez and get Hosmer and Pham. You trade Renfro, you get Story. Like, what are we trying to do here? Um, I, I don't yep. know. I, I really don't know. It's like this team could be good, but you chose not to buy into it. It's like they're choosing not to be good. Like they have they, some of the pieces, and they could really build around. I know. Like they have the core pieces. It's not like we're missing a superstar. No, we have our superstars. We have Devers, Bogarts, JD. All all stars, all incredible. Then you you have some really good starters this year who have been producing for you, and now you have guys like Schreiber and Whitlock and Hauk in the bullpen emerging as really quality relievers. I mean that's a that's a killer back three of your bullpen right there. Those three guys yeah. like if you you're if not you, missing the core pieces, you're missing the additions that you get at a trade deadline. And I think the story of this season is going to be f- fixing holes at the wrong times because we knew from uh, we asked Travis Shaw to come out of retirement and play first base for us that's how desperate we were and how lazy we were to really address a serious issue with this team and we saw it the entire season first base was a liability could never hit and the defense was just like there there's a five minute compilation of every Red Sox error in July like we oh, are awful. laughing stock of the league right now. And this all could have been avoided with a simple trade, simple call to San Diego, who's been looking to get rid of Hosmer for forever now. You could have done this so long ago, yeah. Could have been so long ago. But Tommy Pham was with the Reds, and he said he didn't want to be there. He was just there to get his value up. You could have made that trade a long time ago, too. And it would have cost you the same exact thing. I just don't understand. 
There's so many small acquisitions that we could have made. You all don't along have for to depth. wait till the deadline to you make. You know who a they trade. get though? You know who they get? It's guys that they've had before who've done nothing for them. They get Jose Peraza back in the system. They get Danny Santana back in the organization. Why? Oh, yeah. Why do you just go back to the same guys who did nothing for I you? Instead of going I swear out there to God, if I see guys? those two again this year, I, like I'm turning off the game. We probably will. That's what Bloom loves to do. He loves to get the same guys that he always goes to, and they always come up That's and do true. nothing productive. We it's just the same cycle on repeat with the same faces. There were so many guys out there that you could acquire for depth. So many different guys. And you just choose to go to the same nobodies who do. Like, it's the same thing with JBJ. You know exactly what you're getting from him. You know that you get defense with no bat. And I don't really think that's something that we needed. Like, yeah, we needed some defense, but we could really use that bat out there too. But no, they go to the same guy that, that's been here for years. You know exactly what you're getting from him. There's no room for him to break out. There's no kind of ceiling that's that's higher than what you could possibly like expect like you know exactly what you're getting there's no room for improvement versus a younger player a a player you haven't seen before a player new to the organization there's room for them to break out of their shell and discover something look at um brendan drury with the reds he was new to the organization, and he discovered something, and now he's one of the best, or not one of the best players in the game, but he's Better a quality than Trevor player. Story. And then the Reds traded him for really quality prospects. There's so many different examples of that in the league. When you bring in someone new to the organization, that change of scenery does a lot for them. You could maybe figure out something in their swing, in their mechanics, in their windup that other teams didn't see and turn them into a really great player. I mean, that's what the Rays have done. I don't know why Bloom isn't trying to do that more. It's what he did with the Rays. But instead, they get the same guys who've been here before, seen the same things, and have no room to break out and improve. It's just the same story on repeat. Yeah, and then, like, I've said it a lot this week. I'm sick of this, you know, rummaging through the trash to try find a diamond. It's not going to work most of the time. Like, yeah, these whole diamond in the rough deals are, are nice when they work, but that's the thing. They never do work. Like, I understand if you're doing that as a complimentary acquisition to bigger names, to proven guys, to see, like, what the Yankees did with Matt Carpenter. They found a diamond in the rough, but they didn't bank on Matt Carpenter saving their season. Yeah, they weren't like, all right, you're coming in, you're going to save our season and be our stud. Just like, if you happen to work out, great. If you don't, then it doesn't Fine. affect yeah. us. Like, like, Instead of... Um, I don't know, Frenchy Cordero coming and being like, you have to carry our team now and then play a new position you've never played before and be incredible at it. We traded our best first baseman at the trade deadline this year too. Like, that's the thing. Christian Vasquez was yeah. our best first baseman and we traded him. I don't know. I don't know, man. But impulse reaction, August 2nd, 2022. Hi, Bloom. See ya. It's not working. I Like, in Boston... The fans, they're not patient. This doesn't work. This whole long run thing doesn't work. And it's clearly not working right now. And I don't know if it will work in the future, but it's taken too long because we've had GMs come here and turn this team completely around right away. And you're not cutting it right now. So I don't know, man. I think you're going to be on the hot seat this winter. But next year, that's your last year to prove it because that will be... 2020, 2021, 2022. <laughs> that will be your fourth year controlling the team and the organization. The guys that you acquired are going to start to come up. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like next year's a complete prove it year for Heim Bloom, and if not, I think you kick him out the door and you seriously look at Alex Cora as potentially your next president of baseball operations. I mean, this off season is going to be one of the most important off seasons in probably Red Sox history. Could it's destroy huge. the franchise. It really could. It's gonna it's gonna dictate a lot. Um, like trading Mookie Betts for Jeter Downs didn't yeah. already. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what I wanted to say to that, Joey, is we've been Red Sox fans our whole lives, obviously, and what we're watching right now, what we're experiencing, just doesn't feel like the Boston Red Sox at all. Nope. Like, it's it's not the team we grew up watching. It's not the team that we enjoyed watching. It's not enjoyable to watch. And, I mean, High Bloom obviously was brought here to get prospects and lower the payroll, and that's exactly what he did. He did his job. And now the fit just doesn't really seem to make sense. He's still getting some prospects, but he's not really progressing the team anywhere. Like, he got the the big-name prospects that we needed. He made some excellent draft picks. But I our farm system's in a spot now where I think that we can start looking more towards how do we make this team really good instead of how do we just focus on the farm system. Yep. And obviously, like... We talked about how they didn't get under the luxury tax at this deadline. They went over the luxury tax this offseason. So it almost feels like that's not really a priority or concern anymore. So if that's not a concern, then why aren't we trying to win more? Like, the two parts of his job were get prospects, get payroll under control. He got payroll under control, and now that's not something we have to deal with anymore, not have to worry about. We have a bunch of prospects, so it almost seems like his role with the team is complete. It feels like we should be able to move on from him because he hasn't really proven with Tampa or with the Red Sox that he's capable of building a, a big market competitive team. Yep. And they're over the luxury tax this year too. That's his job to build a team that stays under it. And, you know, you're supposed to go over the luxury tax when you have a team to believe in, a team that can win a World Series. This one can't. Why'd you stay under? Because all you had to do was trade J.D. Martinez, just him, and you're probably under the luxury tax alone with that move, even with the other acquisitions you made. All you had to do was trade a J.D. Martinez or trade Nathan Navaldi. You did half of that by trading Vasquez. Or if you found someone to, to take on Jackie's money, you could have done that too and worked yeah. your way under. I just don't understand why he didn't do it. It It's a complete... It's completely conflicting because... I don't know. Like it, it just delays you another year. And yeah, right now, just keep punting the ball back and back and back. I know. <laughs> and like, listen, when you come into Boston, you're you're coming into a do or die uh, market. You know, he's not doing or dying right now. Uh, he's, he's just dying. sitting there in the middle. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. we said it. I remember I said this after the 2019 trade deadline when Dave Dombrowski gets Andrew Kashner, and that's it. Yeah. I said when you're not getting better. You're getting worse. Yeah. yeah. So, you That's know, a good did we get it. marginally better today? Technically, you know, if you want to go into nerd stuff and prospect stuff, which is, you know, a tired act at this point. Yeah, you probably did get marginally better. But as not, an organization, not as an organization, major league level. not in the major league level, you definitely made yourself worse today. So and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I think it's important to reiterate this is that you really broke some of the team morale with the Christian Vasquez trade. Um, and I think the biggest thing that speaks to Heim Bloom right now is the players don't really know if he has faith in them. Therefore, they don't really have faith in him. And I, again, think that's really important to restate because 
that kind of trust and that kind of relationship and communication within an organization is really important. And not having that is awful. And it, I think we're going to see that impact the Xander Bogarts extension talks, J.D. Martinez and Nathan Avaldi free agency, maybe even Christian Vasquez's free agency. It's going to have a giant ripple effect. And I, I think that I, I don't know. I, I'm scared for the future is honestly how I want to put it. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know if they have a logical plan for what should happen. I just wish we, I just wish we knew what their thought process was I wish today. we knew what they were trying to do. I wish they could make it make sense like, for us. Because even if we asked them today what their thought process was, they'd, gave us, they'd give us the same old crap that they've been telling it's, us yeah. since day and one. I don't even want to listen to the press conference because that's what they're going to say. No. If for some reason you want to watch the Red Sox play, then SeatGeek is the place for you. SeatGeek has the best tickets at the best prices and the best seats for any sport, concert, show, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. And, folks, you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. T-U-G-O-U-T. Go to San Diego and... Go watch the Padres. <laughs> Go to a Padres game, man. That place is fun. I mean, they got these sweet jerseys that I'm wearing right now, the the City Connect ones with the, the crazy colors. They got Don Orsillo announcing their games. It's got Juan Soto to go along with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado. They got Josh Hader, one of the most electric relievers in the game. Man, the Padres are a fun, fun team in a beautiful city. I wish I was there. Yeah, me, <laughs> me too. Yeah. All right. Well, I um, well, one thing I want to say also about this Red Sox team is it's funny because people started messaging me on my Red Sox account, <laughs> apologizing for unfollowing me because they had to take a break from the Red Sox. <laughs> they need to kind of eliminate the Red Sox from their lives completely, and I respect that and I feel that, and that's honestly exactly what I want to do right now. Um, so I think it's time to wrap up this show. Should I fire <laughs> up Woo Sox dugout again? After. Go to a Woo Sox game, guys. Yeah, Those I'm games going are to a fun. Woo Sox game. You know who got some really good acquisitions this deadline is the Woo Sox. They got some fun players. Yeah. And Manuel Valdez, who we got for Christian Vasquez, he's in AAA. Tristan Casas just came back for the Woo Sox. So go to a Woo Sox game. Go to Polar Park. You get great tickets for cheap prices, and you get some. they got some great affordable concessions. You don't have to pay like $1,000 for food and drinks and it's great. You get like $1 pies. It's, it's a great deal. Oh, yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. So go to a Woo Sox game. Polar Park is pretty cool, I will say. Polar Park, yeah. Uh, that'll do it for this trade deadline reaction episode. Um, I don't know what's going to happen between now and the next episode. Hopefully, we start winning some games. Yep. Thank you for uh, joining our therapy session today. Yeah. See you next time on the In the Dugout podcast.